One Emotional Podcast, Conversations for Inspiration on the Go. We offer on-the-go inspiration because our whole heart is set on beauty and our best bets are set on art. Today, I want to talk about changing this mindset from scarcity to sufficiency. I believe it's kind of uh, this important word change and mind change that creates a completely different game of where we're at. So sufficiency is an act of generating, distinguishing, making known to ourselves the power and presence of our existing resources and our inner resources. If we use kind of like a typical meaning or definition that we could have of sufficiency as a condition or quality of being, being adequate or sufficient, an adequate amount of something, especially of something essential, an amount of something that is enough or the quality of being good enough. How many times in our lives have we felt that we're not good enough? that something is missing, that something is lacking, that we are not enough, we're not as intelligent as we would like to, that we are not as pretty as we would like, we're not as tall, we're not as whatever, X, Y, and Z, whatever we want to fill in the blank. But it's a constant dialogue that we're constantly telling ourselves all the time, like something's lacking, something's wrong with us, something's not quite ideal and something that we want to change. And that same mindset also applies to money. So we're going to attach these two concepts of sufficiency in our self-esteem, in our uh, capabilities and abilities to do something. And at the same time, uh, relating it to money. It's going to be an easy, it's going to be an interesting episode. So. We each have the choice in any setting to step back and let go of the mindset of scarcity. Scarcity is kind of like this cultural code that we have in our modern culture. You know, all of these messages about needing to consume and you need to change your uh, your phone and your computer often, and this, you know, concept of fast fashion that, you know, the new season is here and you need to change your clothes. And, you know, social media also tells you a lot about things that, you know, that are, that are lacking from you and that you need. So we have, we are being bombarded by this scarcity concept all the time. Whenever you log into social media and you start browsing, you see a glimpse of other people's lives. And there's a lot of research, a ton of research, that tell us that whenever we're scrolling through social media, we end up not feeling well. It's kind of like this essence that if we're not good enough, if we're lacking something. And it's constantly this message that we have constantly at the work, that we have constantly, constantly in our lives, in our family, in our culture, in the media, in, you know, anything that we watch, that we consume, that we read. 
So once we let go of scarcity, we discover the uprising truth of sufficiency. And by sufficiency, I don't mean a quantity per se of anything, because sufficiency isn't two steps up from quality or one step short of abundance. It isn't the measure of barely enough or more than enough. Sufficiency isn't an amount at all. We're not talking about quantity. Sufficiency is not a quantity, but sufficiency, it's an experience. It's a context that we generate. It's a declaration and knowing that there is enough and that we are enough. I'm going to say that again. Sufficiency is a knowing that there is enough and that we are enough. Sufficiency resides inside each of us, and we cut it forward. It is a consciousness, an attention, an intentional choosing of the way we think about our circumstances. In our relationship with money, it is using money in a way that expresses our integrity, using it in a way that expresses a value rather than determines value. So sufficiency is not a message about simplicity or about cutting back by lowering expectations. No, no, no. It doesn't have anything to do with that. Sufficiency doesn't mean we shouldn't strive or aspire. But sufficiency, it's an act of generating, distinguishing, making known to ourselves the power and presence of our existing resources, of what we already have, of the gifts that we have in life. So sufficiency is a context we bring forth from within that reminds us that if we look around us and within ourselves, we will find what we need. And there is always enough. More than enough. But we are rarely exposed to this. We've heard many times about the power of gratitude and what does Gratitude helps us a lot with. It creates that we can see and appreciate our existing resources. That's why gratitude is so important. Because gratitude lets us see what's around us, what we already have, the gifts, the privileges, the surprises, the benefits that we already have. And I know it's tough. It's tough to constantly be in this mindset of gratitude, but honestly, it helps. We could start creating this practice every day. We can call it the, the, the gratefulness, you know, practice, or we could call it the sufficiency practice if you want to change it and do something more contemporary. <laughs> Because when we live in the context of sufficiency, we find the natural freedom and integrity. Scarcity takes away freedom from us. Scarcity makes us feel anguish, makes us feel anxiety, makes us feel depressed. So imagine you are this infinite being that has so many gifts, just the privilege of being alive, of having a breath. It's a good starting point. 
And where we constantly feel that it's not enough, then freedom and opportunities start to collapse. And we'll be living a completely different life from the one that we might be destined to. So we engage in a life from a sense of our own wholeness when we set into sufficiency, rather than a desperate longing to be complete, as in the sense of scarcity. When we feel scarcity and feeling complete, we're constantly looking for something that fictitiously is going to make us complete. We feel naturally called to share the resources that flow through our lives when we feel sufficient, our time, our money, our wisdom, our energy, at whatever level those resources flow to serve our highest commitments and our highest duty. And the context of sufficiency and the flow of resources to and through and from us, our soul and money interests merge to create a rich, satisfying, and a meaningful life. So the flow of resources in our lives, rather than being something that is constantly escaping our grasp or diminishing, instead becomes a flood of nourishment and something we have the privilege of being trustees for the moment. Sufficiency so can be a place to stand a context that generates a completely new relationship with life, with money, and with everything that money can buy. I suggest there is enough in nature, in human nature, and in the relationships we share with one, with one another to have a prosperous, fulfilling life, no matter who you are or where you are in the spectrum of resources. I've met people that have felt completely sufficient and are below the poverty line. And I've met the billionaires that they live in scarcity. It's not a matter of amount. It's a matter of experience and when, what you can create from that experience. I suggest that if you're willing to let go, let go of the chase to acquire or accumulate always more, and let go of that way of perceiving the world, then you can take all that energy and attention and invest it in what you already have, what is already within you, what is your birthright, what already inhabits in you. When you do that, you will find unimagined treasures and wealth of surprising and even stunning depth and diversity. Living from sufficiency, thinking from there and generating that frame of reference for life is enormously powerful and important for our life and for our time. Because in our relationship with money, we can continue to earn, save, invest, and provide for ourselves and our families, but we reframe the relationship with a new recognition of and appreciation for what we already have. In that new way of seeing the flow of resources in our lives, rather than being something that is constantly escaping our grasp or diminishing, instead becomes a flood of nourishment and something we have the privilege of being trustees 
for the moment, for the present moment. Our relationship with money ceases to be an expression of fear and becomes an expression of exciting possibility. I'm going to say that again. Our relationship with money ceases to be an expression of fear and becomes an expression of exciting possibility. So the context of sufficiency can transform our relationship with money, with our resources, and within ourselves. And when we let go of the chase for more and consciously examine and experience the resources we already have, we discover our resources are deeper than we knew or imagined. In the nourishment of our attention, our assets expand and grow. Happens exactly the same thing with gratitude. Whenever we feel grateful for something, what happens with it? Not only we feel good, but it also expands and grows and it becomes more of that because we're being mindful and grateful of something that instead it would have, you know, went past by completely unnoticed. So I'm not suggesting there is an ample water in the desert or food for some beggars in Bombay, in India, or in any other place around the world, in Mexico, in Colombia. I know there's a lot of poverty around the world. But what I'm saying is that even in the presence of genuine scarcity of external resources, the desire and capacity for self-sufficiency are innate and enough to meet the challenges that we face. It is precisely when we turn our attention to these inner resources. In fact, only when we do that, when we turn our attention to our inner resources, that we find and we begin to see more clearly the sufficiency in us and the availability to us. And we can begin to generate effective, sustainable responses to whatever limitations or resources confront us. When we let go of the chase for more and consciously examine and experience the resources we already have, we discover our resources are deeper than we knew or imagined. So in the nourishment of our attention, as we said before, our assets expand and grow. So I think money and our enoughness, it's something that we deal with every day of our lives. There's not even one day that we go through life without having an economic exchange in the modern world. And, you know, it could be if you opened uh, Spotify and you have a paid membership or if you, I don't know, bought a coffee or something for breakfast or if you are, you know, taking a course or going to school or any of those activities. There's always, you know, money present in our lives because we need to, you know, to have that exchange, not pay for something to get the service. And I find it funny and interesting at the same time that the money and our enoughness, it's something that maybe we don't work within us that often. I think we'd all kind of like should dive deep 
into a relationship with money. What is money for us? Is it something that creates control? Is it something that generates fear? Is it something that makes us feel guilty? Is it something that we avoid because we're going to have negative consequences? Is it something that, uh, you know, anything? I think it's important to explore those mind maps that we have around money and clean that and work that out. In therapy, to just, or in, you know, with books. Because it's something, you know, that we encounter every day of our lives. And most relationships now, sometimes they start having, you know, really troubled times and things that have to do with sex and money. The same thing happens with our enoughness. The other day I did this workshop and asked the people to write down anonymously what kind of fear people had, what kind of inadequacy that people had. And I was surprised about the amount of responses that people said that they didn't feel felt good enough. There was this scarcity of themselves. And just by the fact of being here and being alive, it definitely means that we're good enough. Everything that our ancestor had to pass to survive for us to be here, the miracle between the sperm inside million and millions of sperms with an, with an oval, not to get together and create you, the fact that you were inside of your mother's womb, being created, being designed, being expanded, everything that you've lived through life, we're working miracle. All of the fascinating sequences and processes that are ha happening inside our body, digestion, you know, cognitive processing, uh, breathing, being alive, our heart pumping, our nervous system. It's just a miracle. And we constantly feel that we're not good enough, that we're not enough. Kind of like we would have this relationship and the straight relationship between money and soul. We feel there's not enough money, not sufficient money, and we feel we're not good enough. So the power of soulful commitment to expand and enhance our wealth, our internal wealth of our resources, our soul resources, So the struggle for sufficiency has nothing to do with the amount of money you have. I have met people from different tribes around the world that they don't have money. Imagine that. They have never seen money. They have never interacted with money. They have never seen money, talked about money. I wonder if we were in those tribes, how would we feel about sufficiency? Would we feel the same way we feel in modern culture? Or would we change? Because Mother Nature is quite sufficient. Everything that Mother Nature allows us, you know, the food, the resources, the water, the light. Mother Nature is very sufficient. So I wonder, and at some point I would love to have this conversation with these indigenous tribes and do a study 
if they feel sufficient or not, when they've never touched, seen, or heard of money. So the struggle for sufficiency has nothing to do with the amount of money we have, right? It's all about the relationship we have with the money and with our enoughness. Because some of the great lessons that I've learned about the struggle for sufficiency have come from people who have more money in the moment than most of us will ever see in a lifetime. Yet, they're living lives they find less than wholly satisfying. Overwhelmed by excess or crushing the rush for more, the nourishing experience of sufficiency and enough is completely lost. So sufficiency doesn't have to do with any amount, with any quantity, per se. Sufficiency has to do with the state of being, has to do with an experience, has to do with a belief, has to do with what we resonate with to make a rich, satisfying, and meaningful life. We need to explore sufficiency and see how do we feel? Do we feel sufficient? Want to keep the conversation going? Luan, the world's first emotional museum, designed a global online experience to inspire and explore. Follow us on Instagram, YouTube, Telegram, and visit our site at luanmuseum.com to engage creatively.